quality time? You've got it right here. <gasps> oh my God! Jeff and Jeremy in the morning. KZOZ FM, San Luis Obispo. Good morning. Have you been following this story about the guy that won the $700 million like, game-changing lottery Powerball last year in Morro Bay? Life-changing, you mean? Yeah, life-changing. Well, it was life-changing, and apparently it was the largest uh, California lottery jackpot in state history. Uh, this was We all bought tickets, and remember, we, it was going up and going up, and then some guy bought a ticket at the Albertsons of Morro Bay and won $700 million, or like very close to it, $699.8 million. Yeah, I thought that's like the weirdest place to buy it because it's a pain in the ass. Why is it like, a pain in the ass, Aaron? Well, you know, have you ever tried to buy, buy a lottery? At, at grocery stores, yeah. You go through the check stand and then you go, well, at Vons, you just go over to that customer service person. That's what I'm saying. Like, you can't, you can't buy it like when you're buying a, a tank of gas. You know, you get a tank of gas and you go, yeah, give me $5 on Super Lotto Plus or something like that. That's the way I do my tickets. I, you actually have to find a part, like you go to a grocery store, you have to find a parking spot. Now, granted, if you're going grocery shopping, you're like, oh yeah, I got to pick up some, some lottery tickets. I just never buy my lottery tickets at a grocery store. I just feel like that's a weird place. It's to always when I'm there to get something else. Usually it was lunch, you know, I would run over, we had Vons by the station and I would run over there and I would get something, but, Apparently this guy won the seven hundred million. He took the lump sum, which is four hundred ninety six million. And I remember we uh, KSBY interviewed him, and he said, you know, we we played a little bit of that interview, and he said that he was going to, uh, you know, give some money away to charitable organizations and foundations. But apparently he's been getting hit up uh, from uh, scammers. And for example, this one person, uh, she was she received an email. Was it? It must have been an email that said that he was going to give her um, three million five hundred thousand dollars. This is terrible. This is why they should never, the, the state of California and, and other states that they make it mandatory for you to disclose your name to the public. So the TV station and the radio stations and the newspapers can say who you are. Well, yeah, because they want to market their lottery. You know, they want to, you know, they want to say, Hey, it works. And this person won. Then and they're hoping yeah, people somebody you might tickets. know sure. somebody might know somebody, but you should have an option. To be totally anonymous. And I don't think they allow for that. Not in the state of California. Like if you win, then you're at their mercy. And I know that's part of the contract when you buy the ticket. But I mean, now, like literally, mo money, mo problems. Now this guy's got somebody hitting him up for 3.5 mil in a scam. And you, you become this person that's fighting off people that are coming after you for your money that you, you, you lucked out on and you won. Yeah, this was like actually, you, uh, through Facebook. Apparently, um, this person was asking for financial assistance. Um, and then said she received an email after that, but it started on Facebook. So, uh, of course, you know, I don't, what do you do if, if you, <laughs> If you're like, yeah, man, I lost my job. I need some help. And then all of a sudden somebody emailed you and said, hey, remember, I'm, yeah, I'm Scott. I'm the guy that won the money and, you know, I'm going to give you three and a half million dollars. There was some scammer. What's the point of doing that? What's the point of that scam happening? Like, what would it's, be the point of me saying, hey, Jeff, you know, I'm just making up this, this lie. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Scott and I'm the guy that won and I'm going to give you the, you know, three and a half million dollars. What would, what would, how do I get anything out of that? Hopefully. You're in on it. You're in on it with the person that's going to get the three and a half million dollars. No, nobody's getting the three and a half million dollars. I, but maybe that's the way he's like, oh, but I'm going to need your bank account number and I'm going to need mm. this. And that's how they end up scamming you. So watch out for that locally. I guess this has happened to more than one person. This one person that said that she had gotten the email for uh, and that they wanted to give her thirty three and a half million dollars i'm guessing that's how they do it and they're like oh but we're gonna need your bank account and your pin number and da, 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 okay and stop releasing the people's names that win the lottery like if they want to go ahead and brag about it go let them go let them get the big check let them go stand in front of the california lottery sign and all that stuff but we know that there's winners right we know we, so, all we need to know is where they won and then we know okay like there's a winner no from Albertson's somebody in great. your community yes that's that's enough that that's enough for to insatiate our appetites of knowing okay yes there was one person that won 
They lived in Morro Bay. Cool. That's awesome. Uh, good to hear. Uh, move on because I've never, I've never needed to know or cared to know the name of the winner because I would want that same courtesy extended to me right. if I were to win the lottery. You don't wait. You don't need to know my name. Uh, the guy that won the, uh, Powerball. Don't say his name. He, uh, I, I, I'm not going to say his name. I, I, I've only said his first name. His, his full name is in the story that I got out of uh, Calcos News. But um, oh, so you're directing people to where they can find out his name, so they can scam him some more. Good well, I just there. like to give people resources to where they can do their own homework. You know what I mean? Get their own information. We, tr- we, we push that a lot. And this, on this is show. the problem with it, though. That's what happens. That's why this guy becomes the target Talk of, to a, Calcos of a scam. News. I'm not going to say his name. They printed it, but he does say that he has given money out to the homeless and people that uh, are hungry and to feed the hungry but he says he's never given any money away to an individual it's only been to organizations you know how i would treat it if i were that guy i'd say you know yeah i was giving money to charity for a, a while and i would give out money to homeless people but i'm not anymore because too many people are finding out what my name is because of publications like you guys and um, leave me alone shut the door right on the reporter's face that's our buddy josh we haven't talked to him in a long time. I don't think I think they told him not to talk to us anymore. Because remember, he would call us, and we would yes. have him on. And then I've tried to call him a couple of times, and then I told him well, he's Josh out of the country busy. and all this other stuff. He's busy guy. But, you know, he's, now that he's, he's a back, Renaissance man, you know, I can't even get a call back anymore. I think I think maybe his bosses, the editor of the Cal Coast News, just said, you know what? No, I'm the only one that gets to go on the radio. You shut up and do your job. <laughs> that's what I think, but I don't know. You, well, that's. Do you have any proof of that? I have no proof of that. Okay. But I, but I, uh, that's what I think's happened. Okay. <laughs> that's my opinion, right? Okay. Uh, John Fogarty tickets later today, 840. We got tickets to go to the Citrus Coast Craft Beer Festival. Uh, lots going on. Whitney will be in coming up here in just a little bit. We'll talk about Farmer's Market. Apparently they have some really good news to pass along. Uh, we'll find out what that is. Some, something new that's happening, I guess. Name that classic rock tune a little bit later. Text the number 500-805-543-3693. We're going to pick a couple people to play, and we're going to catch up with head coach Larry Lee, who just won four games in a row. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning. How pathetic can some people be? I went to Starbucks the other day. I'm a big fan of their music. (laughs) (laughs) On this day, I went in there, and I ordered a bagel and cream cheese, and I went to sit down, and I realized that they'd give me a spoon to eat that with. It's a spoon, a bagel, and a little thing of cream cheese. And that's not how I eat that. I don't scoop the cream cheese in my face. And then bite the bagel and just shake it up. So I went up to the lady. I went up to the lady. I was like, you gave me a spoon. I need a knife. She said, we were out of knives. So I gave you a spoon. Oh, Okay. <laughs> You just said most of the same words I said as the problem. (laughs) But you said it as if it were a solution. (laughs) Are you a barista or a Jedi? (laughs) of the day. 93.3 KZOZ. I think that's kind of what's going on here. Connecticut man. His name is Matthew Tyler Mitchell. Let me ask you a question, Jeremy. If you were to order a drink from Starbucks, get the drink, very trusting, not have to check, uh, how often do you check your drink to make sure it's the drink that you ordered from Starbucks? I guess when not I ve- take the first drink, I would, you know, yeah, yeah I don't like do anything often. else. Yeah. He took the first drink, he took a big gulp, and then he uh, realized that it was not coffee that was in there. Um, it caused a caustic burning sensation in his mouth, throat, and stomach, and it prompted him to become ill and cough incessantly. Also, um, made him suffer a severe dizzy spell and nausea almost immediately. He opened the lid of the Starbucks to see what the hell was in there. It was a blue chemical solution. He uh, told the manager, hey, you guys just gave me a bunch of chemicals instead of uh, oh my gosh. a pike What kind of place? moron would put chemicals in the same cups that they're serving coffee in? I would just think, no, I'm not going to do that because by chance somebody could grab it and put it over there. The manager's like, oh, my gosh, uh, you know what? That's a goof by a new employee that we have here. Uh, he didn't realize that a coffee brewer had been filled with the strong cleaning solution designed to 
dissolved the residue in there, and he just went ahead and poured it for you. Oh, and didn't um, even check to make sure it was the right thing? That's the thing. They're so busy back there. They're so, yeah, this so... Is what, oh, God. This is what's sad about this, okay? This has happened at Starbucks before. This is not the first time that this mistake had happened. Um, this guy's suing Starbucks for $75,000. Do you think that's enough? I mean... I don't know. I'm sure he talked to an attorney. He's like, yeah, we probably get 75. He says, I think we'll get 50, but we'll ask for 75. And then, you know, we'll probably end up getting 50. I don't know. That's Every time that they've been questioned about this, they haven't responded publicly. No, of course not. Starbucks they, just, they, they can just pay it off. They can afford it. They're like, uh, yeah, you know, it happens. New guys come in and work all the time. And, is that something you know, your insurance I mean, pays for if you're Starbucks? I mean, is that a, is that a, is that a claim against your insurance? I guess. Um, God, it's just. But now that I know that this happens to me, right? And I know this happens on a, on a semi-regular basis. It's happened to multiple people. I'm thinking I can ask for a little bit more now. Because obviously this problem is not getting fixed. No, it's not. And I, I'm i definitely going to check my drink from now on. Right. I mean, I wouldn't think to have done that normally. I got to trust, but they get so busy back there that I can see this happening. All right, get a coffee. Uh, we got a coffee. We got a frappuccino. We got a cookie crunch. Yeah, whatever. They're, they're, now they're doing drive throughs They're doing pickups. Yeah. They're doing orders. Because you know, now know I mean, a lot of people order on the app. And so they're yeah. making those drinks. They're doing the people in the store. They're doing the drive through You got three different ways that you're making. So, I mean, I understand. But, God, you got to make sure. I understand this and how they F up your name on the cup. Like, you know. Like well, they the, do that on purpose so you'll talk about it on the radio. Right. Said, no, I understand. And social media. That, that's, that's what <laughs> one theory is. But, I mean, listen, I I get names wrong all the time if I'm busy. My wife has to go to Starbucks all the time. and Now she orders it on the app ahead of time. And then I just pull off to the side and she runs in. But it's still an S show. I mean, it's like they got to start designing these parking spaces and drive throughs a little bit better. It's like the uh, Chick-fil-A down in Santa Barbara. It's a mess. Starbucks. Have you seen the one in Aurora Grande where the Kmart used to be down there off of uh, Branch Street? It's crazy. I mean, yeah. they, they've, they've got cones out. They're shutting down parking lots. The, I like, mean, if, if I'm, Ace, if I'm if Carl's I'm Ace Jr., Hardware, I'm pissed off. Yeah, Ace yeah, Hardware. You gotta, people can't even park in the parking lot to go to Ace Hardware because yeah. they got Starbucks jackasses like me and my wife like in this line going through the drive-thru. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Grocery Outlet some fuel for the uh, for the commercial property uh, fire on this one. Okay, I have gone in there trying to go to Grocery Outlet and then had an issue Sue with em. the line <laughs> with, with the line for the yeah. Starbucks and then like I'll just Forget go somewhere it. else. Well, it's like that in and out up the street there by the Walmart. Sometimes I drive over there and I see the people in line. I go, forget it. I'm not. I don't. I don't. I don't have an hour to get a cheeseburger. They need to but open another in and out right next to that in and out just to get yeah, the, ju- just like I said with the Chick Fil A yeah, problem in, yeah. in Santa Barbara and the Starbucks too. <laughs> we just need to double it. They need to open up the Starbucks that they shut down up by the Walmart, um, reopen that one, so we have uh, literally five Starbucks within a one mile radius of each other. In <laughs> one Starbucks I'm sorry, I was just thinking about Lewis Black talking about Starbucks. In a town with 15,000 people, five Starbucks five Starbucks within a one-mile radius is not enough. Actually, I like the new uh, comedian that did the joke on the spoon thing. That's pretty funny. Because normally we would always play the Lewis Black there and one yes. Starbucks across the street from another Starbucks. And but we just talked to him this week and all yeah. that stuff. And this guy's uh, that's how they do it. I mean, that's how this manager dealt with it. He's like, oh, man, sorry about that, bro. Uh, new employee must have put the... Uh, <laughs> cleaning solution sorry like, bro let me give you so, a bagel sorry bro are you kidding me my my stomach lining is falling out of my body right now have you tried our new bacon gouda egg bites yeah they're <laughs> on the house today bro <laughs> hold on let me fix my man bun no i'm going to be talking to my attorney <laughs> congratulations starbucks jeff and jeremy's dumbass of the day it's Jeff and Jeremy in the morning on 93.3 KZOZ. Head coach Larry Lee is like, all right, we're done messing around. We're going we're gonna to win a few ball games here. It's four in a row. It's decent, right? Yeah. Is it possible that you're, uh, Jeff and I were talking about this earlier, is it possible that your schedule, your non-conference schedule, was a little bit tougher than you thought it was and 
kind of set you up? Uh, yeah. no, you know, I think, I just think we didn't play a full game, you know, for the first 10 games. We would, we were competitive. We played well, maybe through six innings, and then we couldn't figure out how to play the latter three innings. So I don't, I don't think it was more, it was based on the toughness of the schedule. I just think it was, it was us just, uh, not being able to put games away when we had a lead. So last, you know, since we started conference, just told our team it's a new season and uh, played well, but we, we still got out hit. We made more errors and we just scored a lot more runs. You just found ways to win. Yeah. Sweeping yeah, uh, Northridge and then Cal. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's what it's all about. Is, are they ever going to adopt like a, a, a quality of a victory uh, component to the the postseason? Uh, like when you go up to Cal and beat them fourteen to four, I mean you should get some extra credit for that. No, it's a they have what's called that the RPI, and out west, you know, there's about there's close to three hundred Division one teams, and there's about forty out west, and that's like stretching it. That's getting, you know. Uh, quite a ways away from the what you know, from California. And you just have too many common opponents. You play each other too much. Our midweek games are extremely difficult compared to the rest of the country. Uh, right. So um, it, it's just a, it's a, just a, a formula that's flawed, but no, I mean, you get more, you get more points for, winning on the road than you do at home and if you 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 lose at home so, you you get hit harder so, so. What, I'm, what i'm proposing to the ncaa is you win 14 to 4 on the road uh yeah. against cal you should get a little bit of a bump on on that one from the, in the rpi you know i mean because you mentioned it you said you know when it, the West Coast teams have very difficult midweek games yeah. because there's so many schools that, you know, the Mississippis can play and grab, yeah. you know, uh, it, it, that are nearby that it's an easy win for them on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, whereas you guys don't have that luxury. Well, yeah, it's unfortunate that KZOZ doesn't have, you know, uh, <laughs> It doesn't have a, a a red phone with uh, the NCAA, but you know, it, it, common sense. We'll send them the podcast to the yeah, show today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when they get in a room, there's probably seriously ten uh, ten people on a committee at the at the end that last week that makes the selections. So if they do their homework, which I'm sure some do, some don't. Uh, we're not very well represented out here. We'll have one or two representation uh, out of the out of the West, and you have to have somebody that's really strong, you know, and vocal and not and relentless if the, if they're going to represent the West. Sometimes you have it, sometimes you don't. So, um, you know, when they look at it, yeah, a midweek win against Cal is good. We we go up there in a couple of weeks. We play Stanford at home, so. That that can be a difference maker if you're if you're on the bubble, but uh, it's still diff- difficult. So yeah. you've obviously started off conference play very well. I mean, you, you know, you swept, and then you got the win against uh, you, uh, Cal this week. You go to um, San Diego, and by the way, you can watch these games. There's going to be links to watch or listen to them at uh, GoPoly.com, and then you can go to the schedule, and then right there, there's links for that. Um, what do you, how do you feel you're going to do against San Diego going into this? What are some of the challenges you guys see that you're going to face? Is it pitching? Is it? Well, you know, right now, I mean, for San Diego, I mean, they, they swing the bat extremely well. They're, they're in a, they're scuffling right now. So it's actually probably a good time to, to play them. Um, I, I, you know, they're, they're all, all of our teams. Well, not all of our teams. The majority of our teams uh, out of a 11 team conference are, are very good and are capable of, of beating anyone in the conference. And you do have your upper echelon of, of teams that, uh, have the talent and, you know, have experience, things like that, know how to win. And then, um, but th- they'll be good. I mean, we've never played down there. I've, I've been there. I've watched like, uh, re- you know, recruiting events, things like that, but we've never, 
play down there. They're uh, two years into our conference, and right. this is a this is the you know they were at our place last year, so they're good. It's a, a great area. You know, you have San Diego State, University of San Diego, and UC San Diego, and there's there's a a lot of talent down there, and so they get some quality players. So, coach, I don't know if you know this, but there's another coach in the room, and he's coaching his five year old ball oh, yeah. team. And, uh, you know, they're undefeated right now. Uh, they, you know, they won their first game. Any advice, uh, you know, to make sure that he doesn't get a little ahead of himself uh, moving into for, the rest of the season? For five-year-olds? <laughs> yes. For five, for, or just for a coach. For a coach. Yes. And for a coach, too, you know? Yeah. Well, four to five-year-olds. Did you ever coach T-ball? <laughs> I did not. But you need to stay on them. You need to be, be structured, strict, disciplined. All right? They, you need to be the that disciplined figure and... You know, and when they step out of line, you gotta make an example of someone. So Even if it's the other ones, son. the other ones get the message, all right. So that's that's why that's my. Well, good. I guess I'm doing you. everything right to this point. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah. It's good because um, we, you, you always know going into a game uh, because of T-ball rules. You play two innings, and if you have more guys on your, everybody gets to bat and um, score regardless yeah. if they get out. <laughs> they, they still get to run around the bases. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so if you have a roster, we have eleven on our roster last week, um, and you know it, it varies based on family plans and things like that over the course. Like you know, somebody's going to go skiing for the weekend, yeah. and you you got you got to take that person off your roster. But 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 you need to penalize those families for doing that. Right? So, <laughs> yeah. And because you need you need more players, because if if everybody scores. You will score more no. runs at the end of the day. Yeah, game. exactly. So I, I make I an example of those account. families. Well, thanks for your little there, vacation. I, we lost because Tommy wasn't here. In yeah. the pregame uh, meeting between the coaches, I go over to the other coach and I'm like, "Hey, how many you got showing up today?" And he goes nine. I'm like, "All right." I walk back to the team. I'm like, all right, guys, we won. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna have some fun. Yeah, oh. that's what it's all about. It's all about right. teaching about winning right now. Yeah. God, what happened to competition and, you know, working yeah. for a win? Now it's just uh-huh. whoever shows up. Uh, all right. Well, great talking to you, Coach. Have a great weekend. Good luck against uh, San Diego, UC San Diego. GoPoly.com. Hit the baseball schedule to watch to listen to the whole thing. They'll be back on March 29th to take on Santa Clara and then the first, second, and third, right, to play Dixie States. And uh, we'll talk to you then. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. I'll see you guys next week. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning. Listen online at KZOZ.com. Here we go. It's time to play Name That Classic Rock Tune, brought to you by our friends at Perry Ford Lincoln, San Luis Obispo. A couple of gentlemen joining us on the phone today, Jeff. Let's bring in Mike from AG and Bill from Santa Maria. Hey, gentlemen. Good luck to you. Hello. Five cities taking on Santa Maria today. Slow County taking on Santa Barbara County. Yeah, there it is. Uh, first of three wins the game. These guys are going to play uh, for $500. Every time you get a song right, guys, your name goes in the hat for that 500 bucks. okay? Ooh. All right. And, of course, uh, an upcoming series at Cal Poly Baseball. They're on the road this week. Go to GoPoly.com, click the schedule. We say thanks to Coach Larry Lee for spending a few minutes with us. And uh, you can actually watch the game this week right off the schedule, listen to it live. And it's time to play Name That Classic Rock Tune. All right, guys. uh, When you think you know what the song is, and you're pretty sure because you don't want to give the advantage to your competitor, ring in by saying your name, okay? Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, First song came out in 1990, okay? Best of luck to Mike and Bill. Well, hold on. That's the wrong. Uh, nope. Sorry. That's the wrong one. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> that's that, the wrong that, one. Well, don't bring me down and come out in 1990. Oh, I mean, come, come out in 1990. Yeah, exactly. Here, <laughs> no, I didn't know. Here right. we go. Okay. 1990, guys. Mike. Mike, go ahead. I heard Mike. Yeah. Uh, Thunderstruck by ACDC. That is. Correct. There's my There's one point. All right, Mike. Uh, congratulations on getting on the board first. Billy. Mike, this song came yep. out in 1987. Ring in when you think you know what it is. Here, Bill. Go ahead, Bill. John Cougar. 
Oh, moving houses. That is incorrect. Mike, you get more of the song so you can figure out what it is. Okay. John, uh, John Cougar, when we were young. No. That is incorrect as well. It was Cherry Bomb. Come on. Cherry Bomb. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I can't see it, by the way. I play with you guys, but. Yeah, actually, because of our setup now, Jeremy can't see it, so that's why he gets so excited when he can play along. When I get song. one right, it's a lot of fun. It, it in, in a competition that he's not even really invited to. to yeah. be honest. <laughs> <laughs> right, make sure you guys say your, your names really loud, okay, Bill? I, we heard you, but you were pretty uh, covered there. We'll turn the music okay. down just a little right. bit, but we want to make sure you can hear it. All right, so let's okay, do my- a score recap right now, all right? Mike has got one. Bill's got none. AG, slightly ahead of Santa Maria. This is a tough one. 1983. Best of luck. Jeremy. No, you can't read it. Guys, nope, I have no idea. Mike and Bill, you no let me do it. You one. let me do it or not? Go ahead, go ahead, Jeremy. Joe Esposito, you're the best around. That is correct. They won't let me win five hundred dollars. Damn it. By the way, that's what we listened to before the Broad Street Pirates, uh, Purple Pirates, uh, Broad Street Public House, Purple Pirates take on uh, yes. whoever they take on. The, the, the T-ball, T-ball team. I like that's that. our amp song. <laughs> this is Joe Esposito. All right, when nothing, slow, ta- slow County over Santa, Santa Barbara County. Uh, we got uh, Mike and Bill. First one to three wins. You got to get title and artist. Remember to ring him with your name, gentlemen. 1978, guys. Bill. Go ahead, Mike. Bill. Got Bill first. Dire Straits. Did you say my name? Yep, Bill. Dire Straits. Come on, Billy. Um, oh, I'm drawing a blank. Okay, uh, Mike, you get more of the song. Mike, Dire Straits, Sultans of Swing. That is correct, Mike. There it is. Good job, good job, good job, good job. All right, there we go. So now it's uh, with the Sultan. Was that Mike? Yeah, Mike got a two nothing yeah. lead on Billy. That's right, two two chances so far to get that five hundred dollars, buddy. Nice job, congratulations. You know, if the name of that song would have been "Come On, Billy," um, Billy would have had a point. <laughs> All right, but now last week, remember the guy was down two nothing. He came back and he swept and won. And, uh, yeah, so, Bill, you still got a shot here, all right? Where are we going next, Jeff? The last time I played this game, I beat the coach. Oh, really? Who said that? Who said that? Bill. Bill. Oh, okay. And and, uh, so Mike is that much better than the coach is what you're saying. That's what what I'm saying. Two two nothing lead. Better to be lucky than good, right, Bill? (laughs) 1973. (laughs) I'm going to give it a shot. I'll see what I can do. 1973, guys. Mike. <laughs> Go ahead, Mike, for the sweet. Mike, Doobie Brother, China Road. That is correct, Mikey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Bill. Good job, Mike. Nice job. Unfortunately, you didn't get your name in the hat for the 500 bucks, but you can always text 500 again back in, and we could call you again, and maybe you'll be a winner next time, okay? Oh, Bill, I feel bad. I mean, I feel like, you know, you... you that. 
This is a sweep. This was the biggest blowout that we've had this season in Name That Classic Rock Tune, but I'll say... I can it, think of 100 excuses, but I'm not going to make any. It didn't feel like it. It felt like you were in the in the competition all the way through, and then you look up, and then all of a sudden you got swept 3 nothing on that one. Uh, but congratulations right. to Mike. You got three entries in for 500 bucks, and Bill, you get nuns, but like Jeremy said, keep entering to win, and uh, maybe we'll give you a call back, okay? Cool. Hi, buddy. Take care. Uh, we are going to kick you some tickets to an upcoming Cal Poly baseball series. So go poly.com. Check out the schedule. You could do that. Mike and AG, the five cities, my own stomping grounds, baby. Nice job. Woo! Thank you, guys. <laughs> Mike's Congratulations. Like, uh, Mike's like uh, Cal Poly's our team in Santa Barbara <laughs> County. Hey. Just back off. Yeah, that's right. That's right. All right, bud. Well, your name goes in the hat three times for five hundred dollars. Best of luck to you. Hold on the line, and we'll get you all the information that we need to grab from we you. That is how we play. We got all your information. Oh no, actually, do do hang on the line, Mike. Uh, it is oh, no. name that classic rock tune, and it's brought to you by Perry Ford Lincoln, Lissos Valley Road. We thank them, and uh, we'll maybe get you in here next week. Text the number five hundred to eight zero five five four three thirty six ninety three, and maybe we'll be calling you next week to play. Name that classic rock too. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning. Wine and music with John Fogarty. You can win tickets here in about 10 minutes. So um, we've had this talk about animals being cremated and then like set into the ground, like where by a tree that they were uh, happy with or they'd help or you plant a tree with its remains in the ground. And then, you know, that that dog or cat then can you know it would it would contribute to the growing of the of the tree uh, or there's also those people that remember took the ashes and they sprinkled them in like into it with fertilizer mm-hmm. and they would grow a tree and then you would go get the tree yes and i i, I think that's a great idea um and then you plant it in your yard and then you go oh there's uh there's you know there's rufus <laughs> sorry mike God. sorry i don't know why i couldn't think of another name Rufus is a good dog name, though. No, it's a good standard. It's right there behind Fido. You know, I mean, yeah. it's a good, it's a good standard dog name. Um, w- this is something we talked about a few years ago. The state of Washington um, and Colorado have legalized human compost. So when the person dies, they oh, turn yeah. in, they turn into compost. It's called natural reduction, um, or human body composting. Uh, in Colorado, the first legally composted human remains have been completed. Uh, the law allows people to have their bodies turned into soil after they die. What they do is, um, it's, it's more sustainable than, this is for hippies. It's more sustainable than a traditional burial or cremation. Um, this is for, you know, you want to grow some tomatoes, you know, get, get your, no. get your Aunt Gladys no. No. to sign on board. Would you Jeff, have a this problem, is what I'm. This is what I'm picturing. Eating, eating tomatoes that were grown yes, by yes, your aunt yes, Gladys. Yes, 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 by Grandma Mabel. Listen, um, this is what I'm picturing. All right, and I, you have the story in front of you. But I'm just figuring they dig a hole and they throw you in there, and then that turns you into compost. That no. means all the bugs and the worms and everything just take over. And it's not like what we typically do, and that is we put you in some sort of tomb almost, which like coffin. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if you got a little extra money, then that coffin goes into another cement box, which is a real tomb, and then they bury you. And then in 25 years, if they want to dig you up, you, when you come out, you still look like you did almost when you went in the ground. Ooh, that's creepy. Depending on how good your embalmer was. See, I think that's yeah, creepier than uh, getting composted. I'd rather get composted. I know you don't watch, uh, I know you don't watch Yellowstone. But uh, that was one of the scenes. One of the guys on the show wants to propose, and so he wants his mother's wedding ring. So she died like 25, 30 years ago, and he has her dug up. <laughs> and uh, he takes the wedding ring right off her. Her hands are still look like hands. I mean, she's got some black spots on her, but, you know, she's not decayed. What a lucky gal. The one that, Too far. The one, that, the one that's getting married, man. She's, she's a lucky gal, don't you think? I know. That's weird. Like, to think about the ring that's on your finger, touching your body every day for 30 years was on a dead body underground. Just weird. KZOZ, hi, who's this? Are you there? I, I can hear you. Hello, hello. What's up? Uh, yeah, it's Johnny Muffcakes. Hey, Muffcakes. I was just calling to say that the, you guys are talking about that cremation thing. You heard about that new liquefaction thing they're doing? No. 
Yeah, so uh, I heard about it because of, like, I, I don't want to bring up the Ukraine stuff, but I heard, you know, some of the propaganda, oh, the Russians are bringing their own cremation machines. And what it is is it's actually like a liquefaction thing, and if you look into it, it's this new thing they're doing. They liquefy the everything off the bone and then, like, grind down the bones into powder or something like that. It's like liquefaction or something. You should look it up. What do they do? What do they do with the liquid? I have no idea, but I, it's like they boil you into a soup. Do you ever, like, boiled all the meat off a chicken bone? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I've done that a lot of times. I've made stews and soups and, yeah. Yep, that's the, this is the theory. They boil the meat off and everything like that and all the guts and goo and away and it boils off or whatever, and you're left with, like, a who knows, and then they just grind the bones into a dust, and then that's what you get instead of the cremation, of you know, that doesn't burn the teeth and all that other kind of stuff. What's the cost of that? Got, I haven't got a clue. You, you just got to be in war with Russia in order to get that done? I guess, yeah, or have, like, a pocket trailer or something, yeah. <laughs> okay, thanks for the call, Muffcakes. We appreciate it. All right, it. brother. That's very morbid. It's weird. Disgusting. My, um, my family lives up in the state of Jefferson. That is northern California, real northern California to any of you San Francisco transplants. I know you don't... Uh, you, you don't recognize anything north of napa as 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 even part of california but it's northern california and there's some hot springs there and people have gone missing and they've never found them yeah and they think that they put these people in the hot springs <laughs> and then when the bones and they just cooks them and the bones when they rise to the surface they collect them somehow they just net them just they get, net them they fish get, them out they yeah. get like a pool net and then they they, they 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 scoop them out of the out of the hot springs and then they uh deal with the bones then because these people have never been found i mean there's like a few different cases and it's like they're like yeah uh, there's there's a thought process that they probably were dumped in the hot springs i mean you talk about it was alien or it was aliens that's like poor Bigfoot. Pe- that's like poor people's Yellowstone up there. <laughs> it really is. Um, in this, na- the natural funeral um, is what they call this. Um, they what they do is they it's, it takes six months for the process. Uh, they put you in a chamber with wood chips, alfalfa straw, and microbial beings. Okay, those are bugs. Okay. And uh, the natural digestion and con- con- conversion process takes six months. And then you get about a pickup truck's bed worth of soil produced from your body. Oh, God. The deceased family donates the remains, or they can use them for themselves. And uh, dozens of people spread the soil. Fifteen more sets of remains have been entered into the facility, which charges $8,000 for the natural reduction, which is kind of expensive. I'm not opposed to the compost if I if I use it to plant a tree that I'm not going to eat anything from, but it'll be in my you know my backyard or a plant or a whatever. I have no idea, but um, you know there are like who was it that smoked? Uh, somebody did somebody smoke Tupac's ashes? Wasn't that wasn't that the deal? Wasn't when they, they? I think somebody smoked. They rolled them up in a joint, or was that the Rolling Stones? Or was that what? No, the guys from the Stones. Oh, I don't know. Anyways, yeah. So you know, if you want to, you know, instead of smoking somebody's ashes, you could eat them. Mm-hmm. Probably makes makes for really good tomatoes. I mean, you think about it. I don't want to eat. I'm not eating tomatoes for the rest of the week. That's Strawberries? <laughs> no. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning on 93.3 KZOZ. There's another California Mid-State Fair Act. Brian Adams, Jeff and Jeremy. It's uh, 928. That is so misleading. In hashtag Oh, I'm sorry. Prior, former. Yes. Yeah, he's not going to be there this year, no. But we, we did cut Slack a Knife there back. Uh, I think he was the opening act, and I just felt bad. All those opening acts when it's like right there at 6.30, 7 o'clock, and that sun, sun. is just right in your eyes. Oh, my God. That's brutal. Uh, okay. Hashtag having more sex, right? Uh, the Mind Funk, 30% of people said they're having more sex now than they did before the pandemic. Uh, this survey was done by that chick magazine cosmopolitan is that is that fair to call it a chick magazine it's not i don't think dudes are reading that i think so Uh, they found that 25 percent of singles are interested in something they're calling hashtag ethical non-monogamy relationships do you know what that means 
they're ethical, and they're non-monogamy. Meaning you're having multiple partners. Everybody knows about it, but it's very be- ethical. Because you put the word <laughs> ethical at the beginning of it, it's okay? What the hell's going on with society? You know, this is so funny. It's like everybody just thinks like... and you- I guess. Oh, you cut out there. Like, for, you cut out there for a second. As long as as long as you put the word ethical in front of it, it's like it's okay. Yeah. It doesn't matter that you're doing something wrong. If it's ethical stealing, then you know what? It's ethical. Oh, stealing. but I'm just ethical stealing. I mean, come on. Yeah, if it's ethical monogamy relate, I'm sorry, non-monogamy relationships, then it's ethical. How is it ethical? Uh, what's ethical? I guess if everybody's in on it, then it's ethical. I don't know. So, anyways. What the hell is going on in Seattle? Hashtag go woke, go broke. Um, I don't know. Hashtag haven't been there in 20 plus years. Um, the place I used to go to all the time closing down is called Poroshki Poroshki. And they make, the, I mean, this is like high end hot pockets, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> the great. Oh, that sounds amazing. They dust it with, you know, depending on what you want for the filling, if you could get a little powdered sugar. Poroshki Poroshki was bomb, okay? Powdered sugar on a hot pocket? When I used to, well, no, it's not a hot pocket. It's it's a piroshki, okay? Oh, it's a piroshki, which I okay. think is um, that sounds Italian. I, th- I think it's Russian or Swedish or Russian. Okay, yeah, um, I'm not sure what a piroshki is. Maybe Greek, but they're excellent. Uh, Olga Sagan has uh, decided to close her business that has been open since 1992. I uh, think it's Russian. Olga, that sounds Russian to me. Olga Sagan, I don't know. Um, we'll have to look up the, the, the origins of the Proshki. Whatever it is, it's a damn good uh, piece of bakery meal right there that you can handhold. And I, the reason why I go there is I walk down there from work, and I could eat lunch on the way back, and then see you know the people of Seattle and all that stuff. I don't want to see the people of Seattle right now. Uh, violent crime is up twenty percent since twenty twenty. Hashtag defund the police. Uh, they did it there. And then uh, and then all the other cops, they're like, screw this. We're, half our department is gone. And now they left and went somewhere else. So I feel bad for the people that uh, didn't want to defund them. And I feel bad for the cops. She says that she was forced to close her business because drug users were constantly blocking the entrance to her store so people would stop coming in. Because, listen, I like myself a Poroshki, but I'm not going to go in if somebody is shooting up heroin right there in the doorway. I'm going to be like, oh, I'll go get something else today. Um, yeah, and- I saw this. I've seen this every time I went into San Francisco. And I haven't been there in over a year. But yeah, everywhere, you know, you see by a, a, a vacant business or a doorway where it kind of recesses in a little bit. And there's somebody in there and they're either smoking or shooting. But this, I saw somebody helping place- somebody in a wheelchair. That was really sweet. Two homeless people. One was in a wheelchair. The person that wasn't in a wheelchair was help, was holding the pipe for him. Hmm. I thought that was, you know, I was off the So house. I will tell you this. This is not a vacant business. This was a thriving business. This place you would stand in line for 10, 15 minutes to get a proshki. It was, I mean, in its heyday in the, well, I guess when I was going there, it was the late 90s, early 2000s. I would go down there and I would get myself a Proshki for lunch. It was excellent. Love the Proshki. Um, she's closing her business because drug users. And, oh, by the way, just the other day, um, there was somebody shot right around the corner from her uh, Proshki business. So now people don't want to go down there. She's seeing a loss in business. Uh, and she's like, it's not worth it to keep this place open anymore. Well, yeah, but that's okay because, you know, they took all that money and they gave it to counselors. So maybe they can get a counselor down there and they can try to help somebody get off, you know, quit shooting up there and shooting people from around the corner. She I says, mean, what did they think was going to happen when you remove, you know, the authority, then crime is going to soar and then you're going to lose businesses. She says that the uh, streets of downtown have been abandoned by government and... Handed over to criminal criminal activity, which is absolutely correct. If people are shooting up heroin in your doorway when you're at your lunch rush, and as people are getting shot around the corner, that is not a desirable place to be. What happened to my hometown? I want to know. It's 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 terrible what it has, has turned into. I know. I hear you, and it's it's really sad. I mean, my family and I around Christmas time we always made for ten years at least. Uh, we've made a trip every year around the holidays to go down to Westlake Center. It's right in the middle of downtown Seattle. They do a huge Christmas tree, the Christmas shopping, uh, Macy's, the whole, th- I mean, Nordstrom. It was just, it was so much fun. And now it's disgusting. It's dirty. It's crime everywhere. There's so many 
there's so much drugs on the street because of homeless people. The homeless thing is out of control. It's just, it's really sad. It's Detroit. It's Chicago. It's the worst parts of every, it's just, ah, it's terrible. It used to be such an amazing, beautiful place that you felt safe to go to. And there would be people that we'd be playing musician, you know, musical instruments on the street. I, I don't know if it's a transient or what, but, you know, they'd be down there playing the sax or they'd be playing a, a guitar or a violin or a fiddle or something. And you would kick them a, you know, buck or two and playing Christmas music. And it's just not the same town anymore. It's too bad. Hashtag, there's a strategy behind it. Ted Danson was on uh, Ellen. He's been on t- in TVs and, and movies for the past 40 years. He says he's got it figured out. You started Cheers 40 years ago, and you have been on television every single year. There's not been a year. Have you ever had one year you weren't on television in that 40 years? Uh, probably not. Probably not. I probably have. You're right. My, my motto is I don't want people to look at a rerun of Cheers with all that beautiful, long, brown, real hair and go, then see me on the street and go, oh, my God, you look like crap. Yeah. You want them to see you age. Yes, I see. yes, yes. I see. Stay current. That's very smart. <laughs> I know Cheers was really popular, and I, I was a fan. Uh, but my favorite Ted Danson stuff is on Curb Your Enthusiasm, where he plays this very respectable, nice man. And he's actually his real wife. I forget her name. She's really pretty. Um, is on the show as well. And they just are disgusted by Larry. Mary Steenburgen. Yes, that's right. She's great, too. And so... Uh, <laughs> Just disgusted by Larry Davis. He is, he is great. It. He is great on Curb Your Enthusiasm. How <laughs> mad he gets at Larry for being Larry. Oh, he's disgusted with Larry all the time, and it's so funny. Uh, congratulations to Ted, and uh, that's awesome. You know what? We should bring up Ellen, by the way, because hashtag paying him off. Um, you know, she went through a, a ton of crap in the media and the news, and, you know, there was reports that uh, she was, you know, just a, a pit bull to work for and all this kind of stuff. Uh, apparently, she's you know editing her show, and she is taking out millions of dollars to spread throughout her entire staff. And so, I thought that was pretty cool. And you know what? I don't know. I don't think Ellen gets a fair shake on all that. I think a lot of that was probably out of her control. You get producers, you get people that are put into power positions because she didn't want to do it. She just wanted to host the show, and they become jerks. And if anybody that's listening has ever worked in the media business, you know that. Yeah, it's it's a highly competitive field in of, which you don't get treated jerks. treated very well, and but you know that going into it in most cases, or you used to. Now you know. I mean, kids think that if they graduate from college, they should go on to be you know in the first year be the executive producer of the Ellen DeGeneres show. It's not how it works, though. I don't know what they're teaching you in college, but that's not the truth. Uh, Beaver Parachute Brigade out of Santa Cruz writes in, and it says, uh, how'd you say that? Poroski? Poroski, Poroski. Poroski. Poroskis are Russian and Ukrainian baked or fried yeast leavened boat-shaped buns. Yeah, they're great. With a variety of fillings. Poroskis are popular street food and comfort food in Russia. They're great. Does that mean we... I, I've never even tried one, but I want one now. Well, it's going to be hard but for you it, to find one, because I is, literally, the only place I knew of was Poroski, Poroski. That would sell, sell the Poroskis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways, all right, stick around. Van Halen coming up. We'll give away some tickets. We got Central Coast Craft Beer Festival. Uh, that's happening on Saturday. These are VIP tickets. They get you in early. They get you the, the good stuff that uh, not general admission is going to get. And uh, we got a, a pair of tickets next, if you know the show. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning. 93.3 KZOZ. Jeff and Jeremy here online at KZOZ.com. Right now, it's uh, Know the Show. We got tickets for the Central Coast Craft Beer Festival. We got the VIP tickets, by the way. 805-543-3693. Earlier, Coach Larry Lee was on. Said, hey, Coach, give Jeff some advice. He's a new T-ball coach. Right? And he said, hey, listen, Jeff. He told him a lot of things, but he said, if you get a kid that gets out of line, starts misbehaving, you got to do this. 805-543-3693 are the numbers. Don't be misbehaving. Cowboy Tom. Yes, sir. Good morning. What did the coach tell Jeff he has to do if a kid gets out of line and starts misbehaving? You ride that kid. You make him run. (laughs) You be hard on him. Make an example out of them. No slackers. No slackers. Make an example out of that kid. 
You just gave the answer away, but no. Well, he, he got it right. I mean, that's what he, was, really that's know. What he was saying. I've, I coach kids in sports, I know. Yeah, but he didn't say you got to be hard on him and you got to make him run. He said you got to make an example out of him. Yeah, that's how you but make an example. Jeff gave out you the answer. Have Jeff you? gave you the answer. So it's uh, your it's your lucky day. Congratulations, you're a winner. Okay, buddy. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. Um, I had to do this with my son yesterday. He was like um, doing my son thing where he's like, ah, I don't feel like throwing the ball. I was like, okay, go sit down then. And uh, this is at practice, and he's like, what? I was like, go sit down. Go ahead, go sit down. That's fine. Everybody else is going to be here playing catch. You're gonna, you're gonna sit down. That lasted all of about forty five, yes. forty five seconds. You. Well, it's easy when it's your. That's a, that's a great move, right it's there. Easy when it's Coach your own Dad. son. I can't do it yeah. with other sons because they're four years old and their parents no, are there. I, I no, I think coach, you can. I used to coach. I used to make them run. You don't want to throw. Ooh, that's run. a good thing too. You know, you want to throw. throw then, hey, see that field goal post? Don't you run down there and come back? We're gonna over here, over here, having fun. Times. Ten yeah, times. Just give them something. Ten times. <laughs> Let's talk about four, four years old. Four year olds here. Come on. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is great stuff right there. God, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah, uh, later when you're sleeping good tonight. <laughs> Thanks to head coach Larry Lee for coming on today. Always great to talk to the coach. Congratulations to Cal Poly on their recent four win. Four game success. Four, four game winning streak. You keep yeah, calling it a four win streak. And I oh, feel, yeah. I feel like, like I'm talking to a robot or Siri or something. It's a four-game <laughs> <Yeah>. winning streak. <laughs> I sit here in my house after you're four. gone. I just talked to Siri all day. Sorry. Four-win um, streak. <laughs> like I'm talking to, have to Whitney a Russian. On. Uh, her big news today was the downtown slow in Mission Plaza. I think, what, next week? They're going to start a pop-up roller rink. The roller skating down there. But they got Farmer's Market tonight. It's on. Get on down there and do your thing. It starts at 6 o'clock. It's till 9 and I think that's about it. I think that's it. Tomorrow, Friday edition of the program, um, we're going to do... Who are we talking to? We're talking to somebody from Witch Maid Society. Sarah, right? Sarah, I forget her last name, but... Uh, they Tomasetti. Wine for Paws coming up. Tomasetti, that's right. She puts on Wine for Paws, and uh, it's a great way to go out and drink some wine, get a good deal on it, and help out Witch Maid Society. So we'll tell you a little bit more about that. More tickets to see John Fogarty tomorrow, 840. Set a reminder on your phone right now. Plus, uh, last chance to get these VIP tickets to go to the Central Coast Craft Beer Fest. We'll see you tomorrow. Kurt Olson is next. 93.3 KCOZ.